Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to episode number 55 of the Heal Your Hole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will look at all the various holes in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, comical, sexual, and we give them all a good scene too. Last week we did Dirty Old Hole and that was about Dirty Old Town, which is Dublin from the famous song Dirty Old Town, which the Dubliners made uh, infamous. And I spoke to Ronnie Drew's son, Phelan Drew from the Dubliners, and he spoke about music and the arts and Dublin. And this week we are doing Doggy Hole because I read something very sad about dogs that 65% of abused animals are dogs. A quarter of those are pit bulls. And if you are a domestic abuser, you are also 70%. There is a chance that you're um, also abusing a pet. Oh, pigs. I don't have a dog, but I've had a few interactions with dogs over the years that I've probably told you about. Not into dog poop, so I do appreciate people who pick up their dog poop. I suppose when I was a kid, I was baby. Well, not a kid. I was a teenager. I was babysitting this family. I might have told you this one before. And there was a Jack Russell there because the family were vets so there'd be loads of dogs running around and I was watching Dallas or Dynasty getting right into it and I'd sent the kids off to bed with their chocolate and the Jack Russell was up on my ankle as I was you know I had my legs crossed I was bouncing my leg and the dog was kept quiet because it was bouncing away on my ankle and I looked down and there was like a raw cocktail sausage up between my big toe and my next toe it was the Jack Russell's um, Mickey Daniel uh, I kicked him into the air and um, he'll never be the same again but anyway then <laughs> also I find dogs tend to come up to me and go rough 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 and call me rough which is I think a bit personal and they seem to sniff around my groin quite a bit. I don't know what that's about. But in general, I do. Yeah, I do like dogs. But someone who really, really, really loves dogs is my friend Michael Scott. He is a theatre producer. I've worked with him over the years. Uh, he's also a composer and a writer. So I'm going to give him a call now and discuss like what it's like to actually adore dogs. Hello, how are you? How are you? Are you well? Any excitement? Joyous parties? Did you get the part? Did I get the part? Yeah, Spielberg called me. Um, come here to me. I, would you take a call for a podcast? Yes, Gwen. Um, like, it's, I'm doing doggy hole and I was wondering if you if you didn't say fuck or bugger, you could talk right now. <laughs> no, not this minute. I'm about to do dinner. Okay. I give, you a buzz, I give you a buzz back in about half an hour. Are we talking about doggy sex drive, are we? 
Are we talking about doggy position? No, we're not. We're actually, I hadn't thought of that. I was talking about just dogs and you're the person who loves dogs more than anyone else. I do. I love dogs. And we have finally got the sex belts out of the way. She is now not in heat, it would appear. Although, and Achilles is now after three days eating his food. Except, today on her little walk in the forest, guess who was jumping all over Achilles and trying to knob him? Fucking princess. There you go now. Okay, so you nearly had a threesome on your hands. Well, no, just two, because Susie avoids it all and stays under the chair in the bedroom. Okay. Do you know what? I think you've confused me. You're going to have to draw diagrams because um, your dog's lives are more uh, more active than mine. So uh, oh, we'll talk later, okay? Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we'll get back to him after his dinner. And let's say, let's say the dogs get fed first, to be honest. Okay, I'm going to give a call to Dogs Trust in the meantime and maybe a vet clinic. And I do need to pop up and get some sawdust for our guinea pigs here. So I might talk to the pet shop. Okay, I'll be back in a minute. Hello, Dogs Trust. Have a speak. How can I help? Hi there. I'm just wondering um, how you're coping at the moment. Uh, is there a lot of dogs um, being sent back to you at the moment or are there people getting new dogs that aren't keeping them or how's it all going? It's all good, thank you. <laughs> um, we've always got dogs here. Always. Okay. Um, are you looking to adopt a dog? Um, well, we adopted last year, or no, we fostered maybe, sorry, yeah. three years ago, and it didn't work out very well. No, it, sorry, it worked out great because the um, you, you needed the dog back after a week because it, it, went, it got adopted. Um, but my own yeah. kids had kind of lost interest, we'll say. But they're a bit older now and they understand responsibility and stuff like that. Um, Perfect. But I'm, I presume you would advise definitely go with dogs from yourself rather than going with a breeder. Of 100%. Yeah, always. It's always a rescue <laughs> yeah, dog. definitely. Always. <laughs> okay, great. Have you filled out one of our questionnaires? Yes, I'm on file with you already. Um, oh, perfect. I presume I am because I fostered with you before. How long ago was that? Oh, it was a couple of years, but I haven't decided yet, but I'm seeing a crazy amount of people with dogs and I'm wondering, is it because of COVID or has there actually been yeah. an increase? No, 100%, yeah. Has it nearly doubled the amount of people with dogs? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely, people are home more, people have more time for them than last for, I think. Okay, so can you see emergency maybe in a year's time when people kind of lose interest or realise a dog isn't just for a couple of weeks or...? yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've already started to know with it, to be honest, with young dogs. Okay, okay. Dogs are kind of hitting eight, nine months and people are returning them and sort of like handing them over and stuff like that because they've realised that they actually didn't need a dog. <laughs> okay, which is strange really because you guys do a great induction course. You don't just land someone with a dog without giving them training and yeah. advice. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay. But you're always going to get cases from people who haven't come via you guys, probably, but come to you in emergency situations. Exactly. That kind of... Yes, exactly. Okay. You're okay. dead on. <laughs> now, are people dumping dogs as well? Are people just leaving them loose? It's Is both, there... it's mostly handovers, yeah. So people are just handing them over. Oh, wow. So they're literally dropping them on your doorstep? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Has that gone up since COVID in the last, say, this yeah. year? Wow. Definitely, yeah. Well, there's also so more sad. people looking for dogs. So yeah, that's true. So dog. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the big thing is, if I hear of anyone else, or if I finally decide, it's definitely come back to you again. You have an abundance. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Definitely <laughs> do. And give us a call anytime, and we'll be able to send you on our questionnaire. Yeah. And once you fill that out, you'll be on our database that again, just every six months to update. Okay. And um, we'll be able to talk to you back and forth about a dog then. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to give us a call, okay? Because I, I think it's, it's about having the right size dog and the dog with the right energy as well, isn't it? Exactly. And what? how old are your children, if you don't mind me asking? Um, they're 13, 13 and 11. Okay. They're lucky ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're good. They're good ages because they start to learn how to be responsible and how to take care of something, so... Yeah, they have yeah. guinea pigs that they're minding at the moment, so there's they're kind of oh, getting a bit. Yeah, the guinea pigs kind of mind themselves. There, there isn't a lot there to be done. In fairness, yeah. And I, I did notice when we fostered the dog a few years ago from you guys, my kids were okay, but we had a little uh, nephew with us for an, a night, and the dog yeah. and the really young kid was afraid, and I'd kind of keep the two okay. in separate rooms for the night. There was no problem, yeah. but a young dog is always drawn to the most fearful or the tiniest person that's definitely. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for your advice, and um, of course, and no I'll be in touch. All. I'll be in touch if I if I make the decision. Thank you. No problem. Hi there. Um, I'm I'm doing a piece on uh, pets and dogs and uh, COVID, and I'm just wondering um, briefly there. Have you seen an increase in um, the amount of dogs needing care in the last year because of the increase in dog owners and stuff, or has it is it pretty much the same? No, there has been a slight increase, definitely. Yeah, and there hasn't been any people like say neglecting dogs that are kind of getting sick of them. You haven't seen any turn in the tide yet. No. Okay. No. Good, good, good. And uh, what is the most common pet? Is it dogs? Because uh, we invested in guinea pigs ourselves, but I was just wondering, have is dogs the, the most popular one you've seen? It would be, definitely, and cats. So I'm here in Maxi Zoo, and I've met one of the staff members. What's your name? Uh, Chloe. Chloe. And I'm just wondering, Chloe, um, have you seen an increase in um, people with dogs over the last year during COVID or 14 months? Um, yeah, there definitely would have been a bigger spike in the last year than there has been previously um, lots of people are getting puppies because they have time off right and so. do, you, do you think it's to do with I suppose loneliness or needing a reason to walk or um, maybe I think maybe a lot of families they just haven't had the time to get a puppy and then now that there's so much time a lot of people are thinking oh now's a good time for it so okay and would there be any concerns for you that they're not thinking long term or is it all okay for now um, for now, it seems fine. But in the long term, like everybody's going to eventually be going back to work. So it just depends on if they've thought that far ahead. Yeah. Not saying nobody has, but it, it, you know, the puppy, then they can start to suffer with maybe separation anxiety or something like that later on. But for now, it seems yeah. okay. Where would you advise people to go for, um, to get a dog? Like, is it better to go to one of the, say, the trusts or, or make sure where you're getting it is, is a reputable um, breeder? Yeah, 100%. Um, rescues are a lot better because you're taking a dog that doesn't have a home rather than supporting like puppy farms and stuff like that because the more people that are going to buy the more they're going to breed so if you kind of know where you're getting your dog from and it's a good place then it's a it's a better place to get them from okay and i notice here you have a chart on the wall to show if a dog is overweight or perfect weight do some people just not they just keep throwing food at dogs and they forget what they should whether they whether they're underfed or overfed yeah so what a lot of the foods it'll say how much they're supposed to have based on their weight and their age um so a lot of people just use a cup and kind of scoop it in but if you want to get kind of 
the best like value for your food you have to weigh it and then go by the directions on the food but a lot of people don't realize that they can so that's though the chart is helpful because you can see what size they're supposed to be at and then you can modify it based on that because i have to say anytime i've ever had a query because i've only guinea pigs mm-hmm. but anytime i've ever had a query you seem so knowledgeable yeah. so i presume staff here you can't just get a job here if you don't have the knowledge because you all seem to be so sharp on it all yeah it's better to have the knowledge we do get trained as well so you would do a lot of online training okay well thank you so much no problem at all oh they were very helpful and informative and now i will try and ring my friend michael scott again to see if he's uh, after digesting his dinner hello have you had your dinner we've had the dinner dinner's done great great the the dinner and the dogs have been out Oh, the dogs got you out, did they? How far did they get you to move today? They didn't get me out. They got they went out themselves and I stood on the steps saying, come back here, you queen. <laughs> so they came back. But did you walk them today? Oh, yes, they had their walk. They have 40 minute walk every day. Right. So that's their, they are your gift. They're your fitness gift. They are. They are, my, they are my, my COVID thing, that walking the dogs. Unless it's absolutely downpouring and then it becomes dangerous to walk in the forest. Okay, and what do you make of these people who have literally got dogs in the last year just to force themselves out of the house and have a cuddle? I hope they continue to cuddle and walk the dogs. Right. (laughs) It's a big responsibility. Having a dog is a massive responsibility. We've got three rescues. You've three rescues, okay. All getting older bit by bit and all getting a little bit slower. And poor Susie, who chased a car last year and got hit by it and had dislocated the hip still chases cars faster than any of the other three so okay. what can I say except you know what's your vet in- colleague, have you have you vet insurance no god no right would, would it be worth having insurance for a dog it could be but it's very expensive and having dog operations is massively expensive but like we took Susie down to a vet to have her toenails clipped and whatever way they clipped them they nipped her and she's got a kind of little growth on her toe and they wanted to charge us about 280 or something to fix the little growth on her toe and I went well I don't have the money at the moment because I can't, haven't worked for over a year but I'm very low like they wanted to do an operation on her when she hit her hip and I went do you know I did that to a dog once before and we, we gave him 150 pins in his body and he wore a cone and he was the unhappiest dog ever um, oh you know, she's nine and I didn't want to put her into another operation and have things. So she manages perfectly well, runs as madly as ever on a slightly dislocated hip. Yeah. Achilles, the one I rescued first, has a dislocated hip because he was hit by a tractor when he was six months old and it was broken. So there was no way of fixing it. So, Jesus. you know, they're fine right. because the vets were going, oh, we could do things. And I went, yeah, but, you know, he's a puppy. And yeah. why do I want to spend two years in a cone having yeah. a miserable life? Yeah. He wants to be a puppy. And he's quite happy to get around. Are all your three dogs elderly now in dog years? Well, Achilles is 10 this year. I have him 10 years, so he's about 10 and a half, really. Um, Susie is nine. And we rescued her from a flat in Ballymun where she was going to be put asleep because they were clearing the flat and we didn't get it by the Monday morning. So we got her from Dog Angels Trust. And Princess was found by a friend running in traffic and she was living with people who had a small house and several dogs and lots of kids. And they said, would we take her? And we did. And when she arrived, she spent all of her time attacking poor Achilles who thought, yay, a girlfriend. And she wasn't having any of it at all. Oh my God. And, and she nipped him all the time and she's just been in heat. 
none of them are New Jersey. Well, no, Susie is New Jersey because she came that way. Achilles isn't because he was all on his own. And then when he got older, I kind of went, well, I can't really do anything to the poor fellow at this age. <laughs> and Susie, Princess, we keep forgetting to neuter her. And so every year she has her heat and she's just come out of it since yesterday. Yeah. And uh, she does all the waggling at Achilles and she shows him all the bits and she you know, lifts the legs and then she actually jumps up on them and tries to kind of, you know, seduce them. Right. And then when he goes for her, she bites him. So oh, it kind of sounds like a normal woman then. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah, not saying fair that. enough. You fair enough. say that though. <laughs> so you've had a few weeks there of, what did you call it, sex fest, was it? We've had a sex fest of dogs. Dog, well, three days of sex fest with poor Achilles whining all night and actually getting up on the bed and actually crying kind of very badly that like he wanted to do the business and I kept explaining to him he should bring her flowers he should take her to dinner <laughs> he should chat her up very nicely and see if it did any good <sighs> none of it worked she was playing but she wasn't doing the biz right no procreation so, because we know she never she's never going to do the biz we didn't eventually in the long run have her have her news because you know we know she's always going to fight him off and mm. he's always going to go for it and mm. there you go well, we we've die a virgin. We've two we've two guinea pigs at the moment, and um, they're both male. But I think I think they're having a bit of action. The two of them. I'm not sure how it works, but I think they're having a bit of fun between them. We're, we're not sure the princess is interested in boys. We think she might be okay. a lady lady. Okay, we're not sure. Great, great. We're all fluid then. Um, well, well, certainly dogs can be quite fluid, and they don't have any kind of. Catholic problem is bad, as far as I know. That's very true. There's no judging there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I nearly, well, I didn't, I didn't get um, pet insurance for the two guinea pigs. But uh, one of them had lice and it was 90 quid to to fix it. And then they said, oh, you'll have to bring down the other one. And I said, you're joking me. I'm not paying 180 to get rid of lice on two rodents. So I said, no, I'll leave the other one. I'll, I'll replace it or something. And then they said, oh, um, well, just bring it down. We'll get a nurse to do it for 20. I said, what? Or 15 even, I think. And I said, well, why didn't, why didn't we do that with the first one? Um, they kind of just, you know, looked to the ground. Basically, when I kind of threatened that here I couldn't be arsed bringing down the second one, sure, you know, to buy a new one would be less than 90, so it would be 25. So they spoke up and said, bring the other one down and the nurse will do it for less than a third of the price. Yeah. Uh, they they come up with these prices out of nowhere and 
it's it's not just that. I, I mean, with poor Susie. Well, Susie's actually perfectly fine. She's still chasing cars faster than Achilles. But I didn't want to put her through the cone of shame thing that those the dogs get into. You know, she's an old lady. She's very grand. We, she was never really good at doing the stairs. And now my husband has to carry her up the stairs every time she goes up the stairs. We have to mm. talk her into coming up the three steps of the house. But then if she thinks there's food at the other end of it, she's up like a shot. Do they realise they live in the most beautiful garden of Ireland, Avoca, down in... They do. Because so, the morning Susie arrived, having lived what we think was on a ground floor, uh, a flat in Ballymun somewhere. Um, she had been let out. Well, we think she'd been let out for a pee every day uh, into a yard of some kind, but she'd never done stairs. And um, we had her upstairs the first day she, she she arrived. She came at night and the next morning we, we opened the curtains and she looked out and she'd never seen green. Oh, ever. Jesus. And now she's become, you know... She defends the garden against the cats every morning. She leads Killy on the charge in case there's a cat, a rat, a bird, a rodent of any kind in the garden. Mm. She has a vendetta against the farmer with the sheep truck that goes up and down every day. So no matter what time of day or night it goes past, and that could be five in the morning once it's dawn, there is screaming and howling about a truck passing the house. She doesn't have it. She chases the pheasants. She runs through the woods having a go for them, for rabbits. She's become more country than the others. I think you prefer dogs to humans. No, I, I love my husband and I like dogs. No, apart from your husband, right? Because obviously that's, <laughs> that's um, yeah, no, you're true love. You make me sick a bit. I don't mind your house. Your house is so big and the dogs go in and out. But I find, I find it unusual when I see city dogs who don't get out a lot. But I think people are good now to get out. But I think anyone who leaves a dog inside for maybe 12 hours of the day in a cage. I'm, I'm not sure about all of that. I, I, that's appalling. We couldn't possibly do that. I mean, we treat our dogs like little people, basically, and they all have their own personalities and they all have their own places and their own blankets so they get put in every night. And there's bowls of water in nearly every room of the house, which are filled for them to have drinks. Yeah. And they have basically human food, mostly. Yeah. They have dog dog nut things to kind of keep their roughage and stuff going yeah but, you know they get liver every morning and bits of dog food they had rice and uh, chicken for dinner this evening um they had venison last week do they have their buns their queen cakes don't you give them queen cakes they have gay buns yes we have gay buns every evening <laughs> i call queen cakes gay buns and they love them they're specialists in gay buns and the kiddies and oh well in fact they all love uh oaties they're their favorite biscuits right um, you know, before COVID, when you were touring productions around the country, would you always want to get home to your dogs? Was Yes, always. Always, right. always, always, always. Yeah. In fact, Marcelo taught Achilles to sit at the table because when I first started touring um, and Marcelo was here, he was all alone. So he actually taught Achilles to sit at the table opposite him and have his bowl on the table so he wasn't eating on his own in the kitchen. That's so gorgeous. I can't even tell the difference. Your dogs are all so beautiful. Um but they look very similar. I can barely tell them all apart. They're different sizes. They're kind of like... That's coming from me who has identical twins. I should shut up, really. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And if one of them died, would you be absolutely heartbroken? Because my sister had a dog and she was tiny and she was on the tractor and trailer bringing in the hay and her little dog got crushed under the wheel of the trailer while she was sitting on the trailer. So she saw her little dog being crushed under the wheel. I would be... I mean, I dread the day when 
when anything happens any of them, to be honest. And Marcelo is the same. We'd be deeply, deeply, deeply upset on, on, a, on, a, on an appalling scale. I mean, particularly if it wasn't their time. I think when a dog reaches a certain age and they're in pain, it's easier to let go, is it? It is, but you know, this, there's kind of a theory I was, I was looking about it and the people are sort of saying um, that uh, dogs have a natural acceptance of the end and while they are they might be in pain you have to balance that with their sense of leaving you i think if you put them down i mean i I have put dogs down once or twice because they've really been in terrible pain or whatever but largely they say now that all animals but in particular dogs have an acceptance of the end and they have a process that they go through in themselves about letting go of their lives. And maybe it's a thing where you shouldn't be rushing into, you know, just popping them off. Mm. So I'm very caught up about that. I don't really know where I am on that one. I mean, we all had dog songs this evening. Susie has her Susie song and Princess has the Princess song and Achilles has his baby song. And everybody sang them and... Susie liked her so much she actually joined in lately. Oh. Uh, Michael. Like, like kids, yeah. I swear to God, you're even making my hard heart melt. God almighty. <laughs> Jesus. Susie has a song called Sing a Song for Susie. And Achilles has the baby song. And Princess has her little princess song too. So they've all got the songs. I'm a composer, so I can't help writing the songs. Oh my God, of course you can't. And did you see... I even played, I even played Achilles' song on the piano for him. He loved that. God. <laughs> did you see Michael D. Higgins giving a speech did, the other yes. day with the dog? Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. It's fantastic. I, I mean, in a sense, um, we're 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 very dog oriented, and you know, I I take a shovel with me on a, on a stick um, every day when we go for the dog walk, and when we get to anywhere that's you know human beings might be, I clean up the dog shit. Great. And then when they're running wild in the woods, because they actually. There is a path that I walk and then they run off the path into the deep dark woods and chase whatever they can chase. Yeah. And their favourite is, they, they love the sound of actually giving the pheasants a fright and the squawks as this pheasants go. Yeah. But so once they go off the path, I leave them to do whatever they're going to be doing. The thing about dogs is that they are, they're pack animals. Yeah. And, um, you know, our three are great guard dogs. Um, but also they're great companions and they literally follow me everywhere, including into the loo. So, you know, we have one loo, which is quite big, <laughs> but if you've actually ever had three large dogs in a very small loo, it's kind of complicated sometimes. Yeah, I called up to a friend the other day and their dog licked, I had shorts on and the dog just, you swear I was a salt stone or a salt rock, they licked my entire both legs because I'd just come out of the sea. So I, ah. yeah, they basically this the dog just licked the salt. Oh, it was it was strange, and and the owner just went, yeah, no, the, were you just in the sea or sweating? I said I was in the sea. I said yeah, yeah, the dog loves a bit of salt, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, our, our three love going into the sea. Achilles loves just sitting down, and I take him down to the river in Avoca, and he just sits there and lolls in the water. Princess mm. would swim to whales for a ball if we threw it in the sea, and Susie, who's never really actually had any contact with water other than drinking it has slowly over a year or so become a little bit better at paddling. 
Okay. I'm going to let you go, Michael, because um, I've taken up enough of your time. And You're very uh, kind. thank you for, no, thank you for being so kind, for sharing your lovely dogs, your horny dogs, your uh, hungry dogs. Uh, yeah, all their stories. Thank you very much. They definitely much. Love hungry and they all had gravy bones earlier after their walk as a little treat. And come here, when the theatres are open, will you will we have another chat about something theatrical at some point? When there's a theatre, let's talk about the theatre. For yeah, now. For now. We can talk about composing. We can talk about the dreadful weather. Yeah. We can talk about dogs. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. Bye. I told you, he would literally do anything for those collies. And yes, he adores his wonderful husband, Marcelo. Um, and their house, my God, so beautiful. Anyway, if you enjoyed the episode, tell your friends. If you didn't enjoy the episode, shut your hole. And yeah, do some screen grab, share it with somebody, tell someone about it. Uh, what else do you have to do? Leave a review, apparently, or, you know, obviously don't if you hate it. Or live, and, you know, apparently reviews help. And what else helps? Uh, follows, is it, or likes? I can't follow it. Anyway, good luck. Otherwise, um, Norma Shane on Instagram. Norma Shane actor, sorry, on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is Healer Hall with Norma Shane. Okay, great. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.